Hey guys, welcome. Uh, oh my god, I mean, hey guys, horrible. Hey intro. guys, <laughs> just welcome. Wrecked the intro. It's it's the cocaine from the from the cookie batter you made. Oh yeah, I we'll made talk cocaine about that cookies. Later. We'll talk about that. Um, some guys, other welcome time. to another episode of Riled Up. Um, a few episodes ago, maybe a couple, we talked about. I want it that way by Backstreet Boys. Yeah, because I was wondering, like, why the hell were they saying that they never want to hear her say, I want it that way? It was just like an interesting conversation. And we really dove in. I think I was drunk that episode. You were drunk that episode. That's fine. We were listening to the lyrics and we were like, this doesn't make sense. It's such, it's a smash hit song. It sounds beautiful, but yeah. it makes no sense. What are they trying to say? Yeah. So then fast forward, we we find out that a fellow boy bander from a very famous boy band one of my favorite bands of all time one of ariel's favorites was like hey i want to help answer that question and be on the podcast well because his wife ashley listens to the podcast apparently yep and then he was like hey let's do this i was like please be on my podcast so now here we are today and i'm so excited you guys, I know you can't see him, but you can hear him. And we got Brad from LFO up in the SBH. Woo! What's up? What's up, guys? But but here's but guys, we can see Brad, and he's decked out in LFO merch from head to toe, hat, shirt, and face mask. Corona face mask. We just got the LFO face mask in, and so I'm sitting pretty close to my wife and very close to you guys. So I just thought maybe I would need it just in case. But Six feet, bro. Six feet. Since a podcast is not a video cast, I guess I really don't, I don't really need the LFO face I mean, today. Ariel, you need to get that merch. I need all the merch because, okay, here's the thing. We started talking to you about five minutes ago and I'm, I, I'm not joking. I had to hold in my starstruckness for the podcast because I have zero shame in being very starstruck by you. And so I had to hold it in and I honestly, it hurt my butt. Like my butt was hurting because I was holding it in so hard. Can, can you just, just let it out for us? Like let it out. Go ahead. Gas or burp or something. it's, it's, it's like, a, ah! Ooh, I'm sorry. I knew that was coming. It's like a real quick. <laughs> it's a guttural inside noise that I need to let out. It's a it's what you would imagine me like in the front row of your show. <laughs> oh my god. This is... No, but I'm I'm not okay. I'm like I have zero shame, so it's fine. But I'm not kidding. I am such a huge fan of LFO. And so the fact that when I, like the fact that I was DMing with you, I was like, this can't be real. And then now I'm here talking to you and I'm so happy. And thank you so much. Is that why Matt started emailing me? Yo, stay away from my girl. <laughs> don't don't tell the podcasters I said that. I got I got <laughs> jealous and I had to say something. <laughs> OK, I need to know everything. First of all, first, hold on. I, I have to get my uh, my comfort dolls ready. Hold on. Oh, oh, oh my. Okay. So right now, Brad has uh, uh, what has entered the frame for our Zoom conference here are two sexy LFO dolls. Well, actually, there's no. three, Ariel. No, there's well, three. Well, there's three. I just saw two, but there's Guys, three LFO dolls. This, my favorite food is ice cream. My uh -huh. favorite cartoon is Beavis and Butthead. Oh. Uh, Beavis. Uh, and uh, my favorite animal is a cat. Is that on the back of your doll? That's on the back of my doll. Now, my doll comes with a few cool things. One, a compact disc player. Now, you millennials might not know what that is. 
But there, used, there was a time where we had to listen to music on these little circular um, discs. And so I had a compact disc player and a, and a cell phone. What are you wearing on that doll? What's your Yeah, what's attire? the outfit? Oh, my God. Is it a thermal under a T-shirt? Yes. Oh, yeah. I used to rock that a lot. And the abs on this doll are amazing. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and also a little, is that a beanie or is that your hair? No, that's a, you know, I used to always wear a beanie or a bandana. I still have them. We actually Where have did, one of these dolls that's not in the case, and my kids have been playing with it. So, and how insane that his kids are playing with with his LFO doll. It's so like cool. that is crazy. First of all, you have an, I guess I want to call it an action figure, a doll. You have a doll action figure after you. You know you made it. That's when you know <laughs> yeah. you made it. I wish that one day I can have a, a doll, a Matt doll that people just buy in Walmart. I feel like it would be dressed like a little businessman. Okay. <laughs> he likes to do business. I love business. No, that's I don't look like a businessman, but I love business. comes with a cell phone because I was always doing business where Rich's comes with a microphone. So it's like, all right, <laughs> you know. You know what, dude? That that's a good question. Who was the who was the business the businessman in the group? Was that you? Were you the one being like, guys, we have to do this. We need to get a manager. We need to get signed. Like, who was the person sort of leading the band on the business side? I mean, once we had um, sort of made it, that that would have been me, like handling a lot of the business. And we each had our roles. You know what I mean? And one of my biggest roles was was that part of it. You know, it was sort of keep an eye on the business and dealing with the record labels and the agents and and everything else. And speaking of making it, I actually have this question written down because I find it fascinating when I find out how people first realized, holy shit, I've made it. Yeah. What was your holy shit, I've made it as a boy bander moment? Because everybody dreams about being in a boy band. I did. I tried it. I literally like toured for a few years, did decent, but I never made it to being becoming a famous boy bander. What was what was the moment where you're like, oh, my God, this is real. Like, I'm actually a successful boy yeah, bander. Know, I think I think it comes in stages, right? Because when you first start it, you're like, if I just see my face in a magazine, I'll be happy. That's all I need. You know what I mean? And then it's like, well, that was cool, but I would really love a gold record on the wall. You know what I mean? And uh, And then it's like. Man, platinum sounds better, you know. But I think I think there was this one moment that that um, that will always stay with me, right? And it was right after Summer Girls came out, and we were on Long Island doing a radio thing for Z100, which is like the biggest station on the planet, right? And yeah. and we it was at a mall in Long Island, and so they had us in the green room, which was essentially like the break room of the custodial crew of the food court, right? And so we're all like sitting up there and, and, and Rich, who was the one that was always sort of like really nervous about like, is anybody going to be there? Is anybody going to be there? You know, like, is there at least 200 people there? You know what I mean? And, and everybody's like, everybody, it's going to be fine. You know, it'll be fine. So we're sitting in the green room and then they take us through the food court and then you had to get to an escalator. Right. And, and go down the escalator and for the first half of the escalator ride, you can't see what's below you, right? But then all of a sudden, we get about halfway down the escalator, and it was like pandemonium. There was 10,000 people in this mall. And they Holy they, shit. I have goosebumps. They, I love it. They were like, they were screaming so loud. And I cried going down the escalator. And, it, and the thing was going in slow motion. Obviously, escalators are slow, right? And so you're just going here in the <laughs> slow motion, and it's like pandemonium, you know? So that I think that was one of the, the the biggest moments for me going, okay, yeah, I think uh I think something happened here, you know what I mean? 
Um, wow. and, and being from that area, you know, I grew up in New Jersey. It was, you know, kind of special doing something with, with Z100 as well. Wow. And that was, you said that was after Summer Girls, right? That was like right, when right that Summer hit Girls the radio. Out, so that was ni- 1999, you know? Jeez. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. That is the cool, that must have been the coolest feeling on earth. And then, like you said, like it goes in stages. So you're like, oh, well, you thought that you thought that was big and then you get a gold record on the wall and then you thought that was big. Now you got dolls. You know what I mean? Well, you know, it's funny the dolls. This is a true story. It wasn't more than like a couple of weeks later when, when people still read newspapers, I was going through the Sunday paper. Right. And it was like the circular for like Best Buy or Target. And there was sync dolls. And I was like, that is so whack. <laughs> <laughs> I would never get a doll. Never. Right. It's literally two weeks later. There was an offer. It was like, yeah, we'll pay you a hundred grand to make dolls. I was like, go. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Did you get any uh, input on how your doll was dressed or anything like that? No, they, this was this 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 getup that I have on was pretty typical. I used to wear these like call them parachute pants, like they call UFO pants. I still wear those. You do? <laughs> I, it's fine. Yeah, we don't have to talk about it. Matt, Matt's not really into them, but no, don't love them. I have the camo parachute pants, and he's literally like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> but it's fine. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and then this, like the thermal under the shirt, and I, I remember this was a Nike shirt, but they changed the logo because you can't have logos, you know. <laughs> so now the one thing they're missing, I can't tell if I'm wearing Jordans, Jordans or not, but certainly I would have been wearing Jordans. So, but. Oh yeah, it's pretty cool. Then, you know, Rich and Devin's doll, I think are pretty accurate. Devin's showing off his muscles, you know, he was, he was buff and, you know, Rich, you know, his pretty boy, good, good old, good boy. Uh, Amer- good old he American had the frosted brother, tips, right? You know? He had, he had some frosted tips. He was like an all American, like hunk. Every single time we went to get our hair done, right? Every time the bar, not a barber, it's stylist, right? He would say to me, do you want highlights? And every time I'd say, well, well, no, do I ever get highlights? You know, like, no, I don't want highlights. Like Rich likes the tips. I like just regular hair. You know what I mean? It's like, but yeah, he's, Rich had the same haircut for like 27 years. I mean, it was just like, and you, you know what he would do sometimes if he ran out of gel, he'd use toothpaste and he just. No, for real? Stop. Oh yeah. That's a nice, that's a nice little life hack. He had two, he had, he had two, um, two life hacks. They didn't call them life hacks back then. Uh, preparation H for the eyes. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. And toothpaste for the hair. Damn. That is insane. Do you have any life hacks for us? Yeah, because you look crazy young. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, my, my wife asked me. I say it's just a lot of ice cream, but... Um, <laughs> God, I love ice cream, too. You know, I think one of the keys is, like, when you graduate high school, you take one road or the other, right? And a lot of kids, like... They go and they go eat really bad and drink a lot and party, you know, where I was mm-hmm. like, I was like trying to get in shape and eating really good. And, you know, I didn't even, I never had even been drunk, you know what I mean? Until I was like 30 years old, you know? And even then it was, I've never been like, I've never thrown up from drinking. You know what I mean? Um, so ever, ever, ever. Yeah. I've thrown up from drinking two times in my life and they're recent. And that's like, that's really embarrassing. Yeah. And you were mortified. They, <laughs> I they've, was mortified. I, they've both been with me, right? I threw up on Matt's hands and I was mortified. <laughs> I came to bring her a trash can. I knew she wasn't feeling well. This was, we were in Vegas. It was her birthday. <laughs> it was so bad. And then, yeah, she just 
projectile vomited. It hit my hand. <laughs> it she was w- not projectile. And she looked up with tears in her eyes saying, I, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I was like, I don't give it. I, I, don't, I honestly don't care about that kind of shit. I, was like, I, was, I don't care. You don't feel good. Don't worry about was, it. You're mortified. I was also 32 years old. Like, who does that? <laughs> that might make a good skit for your Instagram if, uh, if you guys reenacted that one. We should 100% reenact that. Honestly, I'm so down. I just need to have a few more drinks. Wait, I have a question. You have tons of questions. I have. Oh, I literally. You, you, I have like you a should book see her list. Of questions. Uh, which we had all the time in the world because Ariel is like, she's like, oh my God, LFO. Okay. And then she's just <laughs> writing out all these questions. I'm like, all right, you take the lead here. Go, hey. Well, this is your moment, Kitty. You ask the questions. Okay. So I want to listen. Matt and I had this debate the other night when we, we, when we started talking about having you on. And, and I was wondering. I've always thought of you as, as you know, LFO being a boy band, but I, but you guys didn't like have synchronized dances and all of this stuff. So did you think, did you guys call yourself a boy band? Oh, there it oh, is. See, now he's, now he's busting. All out. right. So, okay. We get it. You're in a boy band. <laughs> in, in those days, right. You did not want to be called a boy band. Right. As a matter of fact, in about 1997, in Germany, before we had sold any records at all and had no right to do what I did, we were on live TV, right? And under my shirt, we had written with like a Sharpie, we ain't no boy band. And oh, at, the, at the end of the song, on live TV in Germany, I ripped open my shirt and there we are. We ain't no boy band, right? And we got in so much trouble for that, right? Who, who, how'd you get in trouble? Like who was that? The record you? label was like, you know, what the hell are you doing? You know, you can't do that on live live TV. So back then we started as a rap group, right? And so when people were called a boy band, we we didn't really like that because back then boy bands were considered like they didn't really have any talent. But and, and meanwhile they were the boy bands, as you know, were incredibly talented. I mean, Action yeah. Boys and NSYNC and 98 and O Town, those these are mega, mega talented people. You know what I mean? During the time, we we felt like we we didn't really fit in as a boy band, but we also didn't fit in with Sugar Ray and 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 um, whatever what's the band that sings "Hey Now You're an All Star." Um, Smash Mouth. Chumba Wumba. Damn Smash it! <laughs> so, Sorry. Those dudes didn't really want anything to do with us. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, and then the boy bands like we felt like we were different because we had a hip hop basis. We didn't do all the synchronized dancing. Now, listen, at the beginning, we did. But as soon as we made money and we could call our own shots, we we cut that out because we didn't enjoy it. But we wrote our own songs. And and so these days, you call me a boy band all you want because it's a it's a brotherhood of, of some amazing guys, right? Like the New Kids and Backstreet and NSYNC and O-Town and 98. And it's because we're considered a boy band that we actually have a chance to continue to do something. I mean, New Kids on the Block are probably bigger today than they were in 1986. You know what I mean? How cool is that? Yeah, wow. it's so cool. Wow. At this point in my life, I, I, I don't care at all if uh, if they call us a boy band. And looking back, I mean, frosted tips. There you, you go. Know, big smiles. Taking your shirt off on stage. Oh my! This is all my dream. <laughs> You're speaking my dream, brother. I want to be if there. If we hadn't written Summer Girls and Girl on TV, we would have been a prototypical boy band and we would have been washed up after one record because that's not us. We can't, if you, if you're trying to have us compete with say the Backstreet Boys on a boy band scale that, you know, they would demolish us because that's not what we do. You know what I mean? 
Well, dude, mm. I, I will say you guys were absolutely unique. You guys were a one of a kind act. And honestly, like even like as a listener, that's why I liked you guys. Like there were a ton of boy bands and yeah, they're talented. And I, I hey, I'm a huge fan. I like Backstreet Boys. I like NSYNC. But like, I think that you guys had that unique thing of just being like, yo, I don't want like I couldn't call you a boy band. I couldn't call you a rap group. You guys were just dope artists. That's it. That's the greatest compliment because our influences ranged from hip hop to R&B to country. I mean, I look back on music I listened to when I was like six years old. My mom listened to country music when it was still on AM radio. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, you know, Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers and Crystal Gale, those were initial artists, right? And then Tom Petty, Bruce Springsteen, John Cougar Mellencamp from my stepdad, right? And then, you know, the, the first tape I ever got was The Who, you know? And then I found hip hop and, you know, the Beastie Boys and Run DMC and Public Enemy. And so... The, the, our influence was, was ho so varied and, and our hope was that that would come through in our music. And I think, like you said, essentially it, it did. And, and so, you know, that's a great compliment. I appreciate you saying that. Of course. It's so true. I mean, when you think of the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and I feel like that was very, they were all, I felt like, I don't know if this is the right thing to say or so weird, but I felt like when I was listening to LFO, I was like, I was being like bad. Like, <laughs> There was edge. Like, there was definitely I, edge. I felt like my mom wouldn't have wanted me to listen to LFO because it was like a little bit more like it's LFO. You know what I mean? It would do. Honestly, <laughs> though, it was a little edgier. Like they were yeah. definitely a little bit more like badass. The videos, like, the videos. Well, besides like Summer Girls, but like like Girl on TV felt very like sensual. And my mom would have been like, what you what are you watching? You know, because I mean, it was like sexier or something. Mm -hmm. And. Which, like, I, I mean, you probably get asked all these questions all the time. And I mean, and I'm just one of the, <laughs> I'm just fangirling out. But I want to talk about the obvious things that I just am dying to know about. Like, um, okay, well, wait, I have so many questions. No, hey, you got to start asking at some point. Okay, okay, here we go. First of all, ask any question you want within reason, okay? And, and just don't worry about it. Just not, you know, this is cool. I'm all, how big is your wife's boobs? No, I'm just kidding. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I have a question. Well, Matt and I have always wanted to know in the song. I can't the, wait to in, get to the bottom of this. It's in girl on TV. And the, the, the part. Yeah. Should I sing it really part, quick? Go, go, okay, go. so it goes. I wish, I wish for you on a falling, wish for you on a falling, fucking falling star. Does he say fucking? Does he just say three fallens? Fallen, fallen, fallen star. Score! Okay. Do you understand how long I've wanted to know that? We I've, have been debating this for honestly years. We've been debating this. I've never noticed that it sounds like something other than fallen. It really? sounds like he says fallen, fallen. No, no, fallen, fallen fucking, fucking fallen star. It's such a hard. It goes, I wish for you, one of yeah, falling fucking falling star. <laughs> and no joke, me and my brother and like my friends growing up were like, I can't believe they slipped the f bomb in there. And yeah. I'm now finding out, 25 years later or 20 years later, that no, oh, it's just fallen. Yeah, if it makes us cooler in your mind, then then yes, it's true, man. But that's uh, why <laughs> I felt like I was like being a I was being a bad girl listening to LFO. Oh, I mean, uh, that's that. I, I never noticed that, but I'm gonna 
I'm gonna listen to it later and and and, and give myself a good listen because I never dude listen to really? it think about it that's funny interesting ah. um so so speaking of lyrics you guys definitely had way different lyrics that's what was another part about you guys being so unique you had very interesting lyrics it was like and a, dude, it was like, like a fun poem you're like what Scooby Snacks yeah, tell me no, everything no shit like <laughs> everyone would always be like. Scooby-Doo Wop and Scooby Snacks. And it's like, yo, what does that mean? But why do I want to keep singing it? So can you explain the meaning of Scooby-Doo Wop and No, Scooby-Doo oh, Wop, you Wop dork. And... <laughs> I can't. Scooby-Doo Wop and Scooby Snacks. Where did that come but from? What comes next? Metafly Girl, girl and, and I Can't, can't relax. relax. Don't worry, I got it. So it's no different than going, oh, shh, I met a beautiful girl today. Or, oh, snap, guess what I saw, right? So it's like Scooby-Doo Wop and Scooby Snacks. Yo, holy cow. <laughs> Holy cow, no. it's the same as saying holy cow. He could have said, holy cow, I can't relax, but holy cow doesn't rhyme with relax. You get it? I, ha I have full body yeah, chills. Yeah, her has goosebumps. I have goosebumps <laughs> because I'm finding out from the source and I'm very, 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 very excited. And like, I, yeah, no shame once again. Okay. Listen, I've seen your Instagram videos. You don't have any shame. No, she is. She, no, yeah, zero shame. That's, I'm what, that's what makes you funny. Thank you. I'm okay. in full panic mode. Um, so speaking of lyrics, because we did ask some fans, and I'm I need to know this too, is who 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 makes who doesn't like Chinese food? Chinese <laughs> food makes who sick. Okay, listen. Rich Cronin was literally deathly afraid of Chinese food. <laughs> if you if you if you put some leftover Chinese food in the refrigerator, he would not eat anything in that refrigerator or freezer. His, like his, an OCD? His fear, was it an OCD? His fear of Chinese food is why we never went to Asia to tour. No stop way. Your, stop it. I swear. He just, Chinese he, food he makes him He just had this, this great fear of, of Asian food. Not Asian people, but the food. Something about it. He just... Well, you know what? I will say, a lot, especially back then, from what you see on TV, a, like Asia has some pretty intense foods. Like they eat a lot of things live. Do you know what I'm saying? Like... Like even like down to sushi back then, sushi is a newer thing. But back then, like raw fish and cat, and like any, I don't know. Like that's very interesting. I that's never knew so that. Crazy. You know, you could be right. Um, he because I when I think of Chinese food, I'm thinking like rice and chicken, like no big deal. But he might be Same. thinking of some of the weird stuff. Like that, like you know, in, in China, it's customary to eat just about any any. Well, like sushi, Japanese. Right? I mean, so so maybe or maybe it's the raw food because Rich was like. Oh, he would eat like chicken nuggets and pizza, and you know what I mean. He was one of those guys, the the very plain, plain, tasty eaters. It was just like candy, and and the mo and coke and the most simplest foods. Like he did not like anything out out of the ordinary, you know. So, but I do, I do, I've been doing some dates with this Pop Two Thousand tour, which is um, O Town, Ryan Cabrera. Um, Lance from NSYNC and then Mark from Sugar Ray's joining the tour and nice. um, I do this VIP it's, it's Chinese food with Brad you know what I mean and so we go on and we have Chinese <laughs> food you know it's just I thought it'd be funny you know that's I love that. so good so what's what are you doing right now are you are you doing music and you're like are you still making music well I mean I think yeah I've never stopped making music actually Matt you know what's funny is when you do your um, your emo character yeah you look See, I see. When LFO took a hiatus in 2002, and when you hear a boy band say hiatus, that means they broke up. Okay, so when when we when we took our hiatus in 02, I started a record label, and 
Um, when you do that emo character, you look exactly like one of the singers from one of my bands, this kid Ryan Dunson from Rookie of the Year. Rookie? Oh my gosh, Bro, I, yeah. You won't believe this. My my band's first tour was with Rookie of the Year. We were a band called It Boys back in the day. We were like a we were like a pop rock semi borderline emo. I know that emo back then kind of blurred the lines with some pop. We toured with Rookie with Ryan from Rookie of the Year. That is insane. Yeah. Holy shit. So you when I see that character, I had I show Ashley tonight. I said, that's Ryan from Rookie of the Year. And he still looks like that today. He's still playing shows. And then when you you know, I listen to someone you like so you like taking back Sunday brand new. So you did you ever hear the spill canvas? Uh uh-uh. uh. No? Okay. You you like the spill canvas. That's one of my bands too. I'll check uh, it out. If you like emo, this is the cat this is the kid who could write a song about a paper cut. I mean, that's how emo he was. So No, yeah. for sure. <laughs> I mean, dude, like, yeah, we we toured with him, we hung with him, we we all went to like the bars afterwards. Like, I told that's insane that you said that. Wow, this is like boy band slash emo full circle. This is crazy. Yes, it's beautiful is what it is. Damn, dude, I need to talk about it, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh yeah, go. I'm so sorry, yeah. <laughs> my heart is pounding, bro. Like, <laughs> are you still friends with her? No, I haven't. I haven't seen her since uh, <laughs> since she broke up with with Rich. But you kind of remind me of her because she was goofy like you, like. Outside, outside of being on camera, she was very, very silly. That is the, that is the sweetest thing. Thank you. I don't even know her. I don't know if that's a compliment. I hope it is. I think she's great. But you got to work with her, obviously. I think she's so. It, when she, when, when you guys worked with her on Girl on TV, was she already dating him, or did they start dating because of that video? Well, no. This, this is where the story gets like a little bit funky, right? Because. You know, Summer Girls comes out, right? And it's a it's a it's a big hit and, and things are going well. And and Rich was he didn't know Jennifer Love Hewitt. She he she went by Loves, right? He didn't know Love, but but he was infatuated with her, you know what I mean? And we were getting ready to go to an award show and we were gonna meet her because we had the same publicist, and we we're in the limbo, and he goes, Brad, stay away from her. Do not bat <laughs> those eyelash don't bat those eyelashes anywhere near her. And I said, you, you have great eyelashes, yeah. by the way. Amazing. My mother prayed for them. So <laughs> my mom prayed that I had straight teeth. I never had braces. Look at these guys. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. All right. Go on. So I was like, Rich, I said, you know, he goes, listen, I'll give you my publishing from Summer Girls. I'm like, oh, OK. But I'm like, Rich, I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm, it's not I'm not something I'm interested in. I'm like, I don't know why you're at why you're saying this to me. But we're in the limo on the way there. And he's and he's drinking because he's really nervous, you know. So we get there and they meet and, 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 you know, eventually, so he, he winds up writing girl on TV about her, but at that point they were already talking. The problem, the problem was that she was Carson Daly's girlfriend and Carson Daly was the host of TRL. Okay. Which was the biggest MTV show. Right. So we get on TRL and, and, you know, I don't know if you remember the show, but there was like glass, big glass windows looked over, looked over like Broadway and just fans screaming, holding up signs. I mean, it's a big day for us. It's pretty exciting, you know? And, yeah. and, and we're sitting there with Carson and he's like, Oh, you know, some of the girls is a big hit. Congratulations. And he goes, yeah, I heard about your next single. And he goes, let's play a little bit of that. And he just plays the audio. He goes, girl on TV, huh? He goes, who's that about? Oh, and Rich, Ooh. Rich, he was like, and then even I was speechless. And Wait, then, did he know? 
yeah at that point he 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 caught on i, I don't know oh I don't, my god i don't know if if i mean he rich and love had been talking at that point i don't know if they were dating yet but but he knew and Devin, I am obsessed. Devin, at the time, never said a word in an interview. He he came out and saved like, oh, you know, everybody has a girl on TV. They like like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't enough that that Rich essentially stole his girlfriend. Then we put her in the video, and then we expect them to give us a TRL premiere of the video. So it went from TRL premiere to world premiere to we just put it in rotation like it totally oh damn because carson well first of all carson Nelly was a host and probably producer of the wow. biggest live music show out there at the time exactly so it was, so he had control as much as girl on tv was a big hit for us you know it, it, it hurt us in other ways because because we lost that premiere but essentially it's still I, I i'm happy we had the hit and we had her in the video and you know it's funny as there's that scene where i'm driving and I think Rich and Love were in the back seat. And every time the camera was stopped, they would be fighting. And they would be arguing. And at one point in time, when, when I think she said, Brad, stop the car. And I stopped the car and she got out. She just got out. Yeah. Oh. That's that's real passion then, right there. But wait, but they were dating it while filming that then. Yeah, at that point in time, they were already They were. Her. Oh, my God. I mean, she's never, I mean, she's always hot, but she's never looked hotter to me. That yeah. video she, made Jennifer Love Hewitt to me. Like the biggest no, star. That, that, that was no, a cool for sure. video. And you know, we 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 made amends with Carson a couple of years later, and we did his. He had a radio show at some point, but mm -hmm. the rumor is, and I, I haven't seen it, but at the very last episode of TRL, the last thing he said with Snoop Dogg sitting right behind him was, "Hey, I just want to say I'm so glad LFO didn't make it any further." <laughs> no. Oh my god! Oh, savage! That's Jeez. the rumor, but I don't blame him. I would have been I would have been angry too if. Uh, if someone did that, but damn, um, dude, you know, it's, uh, that's, that's some hot, that's some hot goss right there. That's, that's real a real hot, hot goss. goss. It's, it's a um, funny story, you know, beats. So that was for, so obviously she's in girl on TV was, was summer girls a bigger hit than girl on TV. Yeah. Yeah. Summer girls, I think was, you know, it was number one song in the country for, for several weeks. That's and, what I thought. Yeah. yeah. And so it was, it was, I mean, girl on TV was huge too. Um, and then, see, this is what happened. Since the next song, we wanted to be West Side Story because that, that was the perfect transition, right? It was oh, like, it fit, that. it fit that mold, right? But they wanted us to be a boy band so bad that they said, no, 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 the formula, you got to do a ballad. You know, it's like, mm. that's not us, you know? But they released the ballad and it, you know, it, it, it didn't do great. And, uh, and that was that. Wait, a ballad? Is Girl on TV I don't about want to it? kiss you goodnight. It was the third single. Oh, oh, oh. I and thought you were saying Girl on TV. I was like, I don't no, know. Is that, is that no, about no. it? We wanted West Side Story to be the third single. because. Got it. Oh, my God. Dude, this is great. This is great. You know, <laughs> uh, you know, one thing we, we didn't, I forgot to mention earlier when we were talking about the Backstreet Boys and, and the reason why we sort of connected was you were concerned about well, what does that mean? Right. Exactly. Oh, yes. Yes. Just just to recap, because this is honestly what we want to get to the bottom of. We've wondered for years about the lyrics. I want it that way, because if you listen closely, it doesn't make sense. Like, I never want to hear you say I want it that way, followed by all the other lyrics. And obviously they repeat it a lot in the song. It doesn't quite make sense. We did some Googling. I didn't find it. There's I, some speculation. There's some speculation. But from a 
a legendary boy bander who's on the show, please explain what you think or know that it means. Well, first of all, remember, that song was written by a Swedish guy, okay? Yep. <laughs> so he doesn't speak English is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he we recorded with him. He speaks good English, but he's still, it's not his first language. Is it Max Martin? Max Martin, yeah. Perf. But, but, here's what I tell people, and you can imagine, um, we get a lot of interesting tweets from people who want to talk about Summer Girls, and they say, it doesn't make sense. But see, what you have to understand in the boy band world is it doesn't need to make sense as long as it makes dollars. It doesn't need to make sense as long as you looking good, and you got dolls. (laughs) (laughs) That is incredible. I mean, it's true, right? And I, I actually, I dated someone who was in a band and every single person would ask him like, well, what does that mean? What is that about? And he's like, it, it's not, it's actually not about anything. Like it just it made flowed. sense. It sounded good. And, but people would speculate and ask him and, and dream up their own thing. And they're like, oh my God, he must be cheating on his girlfriend. And it's like, no, it just sounded good. Yeah. I wrote, so, I, I, I wrote this song and, and my wife was like, who's that about? I said, <laughs> It came. Where'd that come from? I said, it came from my brain. Like I just wrote it. Like it just sound. It just sounded good and it flowed. So it's funny that you said that about Max Martin. So as a you know a guy who used to tour in a band and do music as well, I was a huge fan of Max Martin. So this is my turn to geek out because I want to know what what song did you do with what song or songs did you do with Max Martin, and how what what was that like working with them? Yeah, and those guys, you know, Max Martin. For those that don't know, is, is probably one of the biggest songwriters ever in history. Yep. I mean, he, he wrote so many hit songs, but beyond writing, he was an amazing producer. And actually his partner was Dennis Pop. He, Dennis Pop was the real, the big, the biggest guy, like in the, in the early nineties and mid nineties. And Max was his, was his partner. And then Dennis died of uh, stomach cancer and Matt, Max took it over. And, you know, his, his studio was in Sweden and um, it was just, like the most amazing studio you can imagine back then. And, you know, in Europe, everybody smokes cigarettes. So they're all smoking cigarettes with all this like million dollar equipment, you know, but yeah, it was great working with them. The songs that we did didn't actually, weren't actually um, part of the records that, you know, it was early on that, you know, we, that we worked with them in our very early years, but really talented dude. You would never, if you met him, you you would never imagine he was like one of the biggest songwriters on the planet. Just like a real normal guy, jeans and t-shirt, long hair. That's what he was back then. I don't. I don't know yeah. what he looks like these days. But do you believe that LFO still has unreleased hits, songs that haven't made it to light? Maybe you've written them with Max Martin or by yourself. Do you believe that you could release it, any of those songs and 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 one of them would be a hit? Um. Yeah, I think so. That's so awesome. I mean, think about this. That's that's unreleased art. Isn't that crazy? Can you release it right now? <laughs> <laughs> Release it on our podcast. <laughs> that, that that reminds me of something, right? It's like a hit song is is almost always a hit song, right? So my kids watch the movie Sing, right? Mm-hmm. You watch that movie Sing with, with the, the pig. pig. Yeah, right? yeah. And my two year old constantly sings "I'm Still Standing" by Elton John because they wow. they use it in that movie. So yeah. it just you know, it's like. To, to my two-year-old, that's a hit song. Meanwhile, it came out in like 1977, you know? Right. Damn. And so I just imagine like it would be cool if they ever used like one of our songs in one of those kind of movies. Like I wondered 
I wonder like what what would what would a new fan base think of that you know which is sort of what the new kids on the block do this thing called baby blockheads right where they encourage their fans to get their kids to like new kids on the block which I think is genius you know so I'm I'm starting to think about like little you know how you have little Wayne and little this one thing little LFOs you know what I mean little <laughs> LFO yeah and you get and you get the 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 children the kids to start digging lfo music too and and we have it already i mean we we see it from from time to time but i think it's cool you know when when the when you can continue the the history and you can continue the the uh and honor the songs you know 100 percent. i agree i i think it's and like i'm th- uh how old am i i always forget i think i'm 33 so i'm 33 and I even see this like this huge change in what famous is, right? Because today everyone's famous. Yeah. And in the nineties and in like the early two thousands, like there was those like handful of famous people and you saw those famous people and you couldn't believe that you were seeing them. Now you go to the Grove and you see a famous person and you're like, Oh, there's a famous person. And then you go about your day. It must have been so, excuse my language, fucking cool that you were in the best, most top, top, top time of famous people. It's like, it's such a cool era to be where you were. And it's so fascinating to me because when I first moved to L.A., in 2004, I'm from L.A., but when I moved out on my own and I started like going to clubs and being out and seeing Britney Spears and seeing Paris Hilton. It was like so fascinating to me. And like, I love talking to you about those times because those times are so special. And a lot of people don't, don't know about them and they won't ever experience them because they're, they're these new millennials. Right. And I'm so curious when you, when you would go into a place like, what was it like when you would go to a restaurant or were you just recognized all the time or you would like go to a club or did you ever go out in L.A.? What was the vibe? Yeah, you know, I think it was an interesting time. It was, it was before social media, right? So no Instagram, yeah. no Facebook, no YouTube. Like you said, these days, anybody with an Internet connection can be famous, right? So right. What, yep. what is fame today? I mean, it's hard to say. I guess it's judged by the number of followers you have, right? Or how many plays you have or what it might be. But, you know, back then it was, you know, it was, um, you know, there was a time where I couldn't go to a mall. You know what I mean? Wow. And like, if we went to a mall, we had to be prepared. Like what's, what's our exit strategy? Cause there was times where you needed to go to a mall. You know what I mean? All right. How are we wow. going to get out of here? Like, you know, who's the security? Can they help us? You know, restaurants were a little different cause that was a little uncomfortable. Like if you're trying to eat and people are watching you eat, it's uncomfortable yeah. if your wife watches you eat, never mind like a room full of people, you know what I mean? And like, or if there was a window and you're sitting there eating and there's just a bunch of people out the window, um, or if, or if people would interrupt your dinner, like, like I, I was always like, you know, I felt honored that anybody would care to have a picture with me or take an autograph. It's like, while you're eating, it's like, all right, let, let's let us finish eating first if that's possible, you know? Yeah, you know, I, I never I never took it as real life. Right. When when, like right. a, you know, a 15 year old girl would come up to you and just scream and like pass out. You know what I mean, like, I love you. I love you. I love you. It's like, <laughs> no, you, you don't even know me. You don't love me. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, know, like, you love what we're doing and love what we represent. But, you know, I try to explain we're not we're not different than you guys. We just have different jobs. You know, right. these days it's so interesting because the fans are 
they're grown up, right? They're and and it's like it's like, oh hey, how are you, Brad? Nice to meet you. I'm so and so. You know, I, I call yeah. I, I call them like fan friends now because they're they're not they don't they they don't react the way they did. You know, before it's like your ears would be ringing from the high pitched screams, right? You know. Wow. But you know, these days, it's it's a little bit different. But to touch on that, and I agree, it's it's so different being an adult with adult fans versus to having young girl fans because that's fandom. True, like true scary fandom with like where you need security guards is like boy band fandom. Yeah. Where you're like, oh shit, it is scary if I leave in, if I if I go to the mall because I don't feel safe with thousands of girls finding out where I am and they're going to run and scream and they can't control their emotions. And they, it's, 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 it's very weird. It's literally, very weird. it's literally, it's, it's literally Ariel. It's thousands of Ariel's <laughs> running around stream. It's, it's her, except, <laughs> except she's still like that. Hold on. Let I, me I'll imagine be... that for a second. <laughs> See, it's not you good. Should, you should be scared. Yeah. You, you should definitely you should be feel, scared. you should feel safe that, that she's not with you in person right now. I'll yeah. tell you that much. But have you ever had a scary fan moment? Whether I was gonna say whether it's scary or, or just, like just crazy, crazy, where you're like, "Yo, that was nuts." This, this is funny. It's kind of funny. It, it started scary. Like, Rich and I were were at the airport one time, right? And we're sitting in like the food court having a bite to eat, and this really, really big, total G, like African American dude, started walking towards us. Like, and he was he was like a big dude, big muscles, like go like he he was scary, like. That could have been a boxer or a fighter, you know what I mean? And he walked right over to the table, and we're like, "Oh shoot!" He goes, "Y'all LFO?" <laughs> and I go, we're "Like, yeah." He goes, "Some of my girls was my shit, man." <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> That's perfect. That's that was cool, but you know, yeah. I mean, you had some, you had some like stalker type fans and 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 uh That's terrifying probably my scariest ever was not too long ago actually it was a particular person who became decided he uh he wanted to be me and uh oh that's fine yeah he started um pretending to be me and it got really creepy and really scary and restraining orders and everything else so um god dude you, ouch <sighs> i was gonna say it's it's so nuts because well, first of all, there's a guy trying to be Justin Bieber right now. He has all his tattoos, neck what? tattoos, arm tattoos. He goes out. He wants to be him. And it's like, when you know, you say like, he, you mean she, right? No, he, she. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about Ariel. Yeah. She's right here. I, and now I feel bad. I was trying to disguise <laughs> it to someone else. <laughs> oh, my God. That yeah. was good. That was that was really good. That was quick. I, I didn't even I should have You're thought like, of that. oh, that is me. In my um, mind, I was like, is this guy single? No, but no, but no. you can literally look it up and see this dude and like he wants to be Justin Bieber. And it's like like it gets there can only be two of us. There can only be two of you guys. <laughs> There's a point where it gets creepy. Like it's OK to be a fan of you, Brad, LFO. That's OK. But when you want to start dressing like someone to be them, it's like, yo, well, that's a weird that's that's next level weird yeah that could yeah. get scary you know people do like plastic surgery and then uh stuff like that like i i've never experienced anything quite like that i don't think we had that we're not on the bieber level of fandom but in question ariel have you ever met justin bieber oh my god go I ahead sure, and tell your story i sure have you've met him, you've met him a couple times i've met him a couple times so i'm a huge fan of craig david and I love Craig David. I actually invited a friend of mine to a Craig David show at the Roxy in L.A. And, and my friend, who's like one of like Justin's very, very close friends, I was like, 
I was like, yeah, um, you, you should come to the show. And he's like, okay, cool. Can I bring someone? I was like, yeah, sure. He like shows up with Justin Bieber. And so I am watching Craig David sing all of my favorite songs. And then Justin Bieber's dancing next to me. And I'm like, could my life be any better? (laughs) But like, you know, and, and obviously it's more like a fun thing for me to just get just really excited about stuff. Like, I don't want to be like, oh, I'm this 33 year old girl that can't show fandom or can't be excited about something that I actually really like. I love music. I love, I just love talented people and I don't care who knows. Yeah. But here's the thing though. You're, (laughs) you're not ever creepy about it. You can appreciate someone. Listen, I'm a fan of a lot of people. And I also was like super chill when I met him. I was like pretending like I didn't care, you know, but not too much. Like I was like, oh, what's up? Like, oh, my God. So fun. What's your but name then again? Like, oh, Justin. Nice to meet you. Exactly. I'm like, oh, my name's Ariel. What was it? And then, you know, but in my mind, I'm like side eyeing, trying to see if he's looking at me. Um, But yeah, it's just it's fun. Your fandom of Justin is not just because you look like him, because but you actually do like him. I, I do. do. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, think he's, he's really, really talented. You have something in common with my wife. Is, are you a be, are you a believer? When I met her, she was a big oh, Justin yeah. Bieber fan. So and what you turned her? You're no, like, don't you dare. Actually, I, I did something better. He came to Orlando and I got us meet and greet passes so she could meet him. Yeah. Once again, full body chills. Hell yeah. How was it? <laughs> it was like this. <laughs> just like hey how are you hugging and, and yeah. that's it yeah it was one of those but it, it, yeah we didn't get to dance next to him like you my so actually the other the first time i ever met him god I've, i'm just like a justin bieber enthusiast my friend took me to the never say never premiere so i got to walk the purple carpet no big deal and then i met justin bieber he had angel angel soft hands and i couldn't believe it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because what I, like, I mean, wasn't he 16 for that? He was like 13. Yeah, he was, I don't even he was know. like a little boy back then. Anyways, I have some fan questions that came from my Instagram people. Tony F. I almost said 69. I'm a little dyslexic. 96. <laughs> Tony, Tony F. 96 uh, wants to know if you could describe your life in one word, what word would you choose? Blessed. Oh, I love it. I, I love that. I agree. I, yes. I feel like I would say the same thing. Like, wow, life is I, good. Blessed. You know yeah. what? That's a great thing. Whenever I, whenever I get asked that question, I always go for like fun. But the truth is we are so blessed. Yeah. yeah, yeah I love yeah. that. You guys ever heard of Dave Ramsey? I have. Yeah. Why, Wait, why financial, financial guy. He's got a talk show, a radio show. Like amazing. Like if I would have known Dave Ramsey when I was 20, you know, I would have handled money differently. But every time someone says, calls up, how are you, Dave? He goes, better than I deserve. You know what I mean? Wow. And that's, you know, I, it, that goes back with being with being blessed, right? It's like, you know, I've, my my other word would be crazy because, you know, I, I, I what did we say? Mm-hmm. We live in a, a madhouse ruled by a tiny army we created ourselves, you know? <laughs> and so it's, you know, it's, it's absolute lunacy here, but, but. You know, I really I feel very blessed and fortunate because my life could have gone in different directions had I not sort of, you know, started to write the ship, you know, and, yes. you know, I, you know, I, that, that brings sort of to a, another part of the LFO story. And I, I'm assuming you guys are aware of, you know, what what's happened 
over the last 10 years. You know what I mean? And, yeah. you know, in 2010, we lost Rich Cronin to leukemia. In 2017, Devin and I, who, who was my, we were always around. We were, he was my best friend. So he was always around. He lived with me and um, we reunited and we did uh, a tour of, you know, sort of like East Coast. And it was just like, it, you know, it was really like, it was, we had the opportunity. The opportunity came because uh, I'll rewind a little bit. I got a text from Jeff from 98 Degrees and he was like, hey man, we, we, uh, we've been honoring you guys at our concerts. You know, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Well, if you ever want me and Devin to make a cameo, let me know. Just kind of joking. You know, he goes, okay, yeah. pick a date. And I was like, all right. And they were playing Coney Island, which is where we shot the Summer Girls video. Oh, my, oh my gosh. Yes. So Devin and I flew up to New York. My friend Kyle McMahon picked us up from the airport in like this beat down Honda Civic, like it was so filthy, you didn't even want to put your bag down on the floor. I mean, you know, <laughs> totally beat down. He drives us out to Coney Island, and we're pulling up to the venue, and there's tour buses everywhere. And here we are pulling up to security in this beat down Honda Civic, you know. And he rolls the window down, like, "Hey, I've got some artists in the car." And the security looks in here, like, "Seriously?" <laughs> like, "Yeah, look, we got tattoos. We're really are artists, you know." And so, <laughs> so we get out there, and and and. Um, during the during 98 degrees of set they did like a little medley of 90s songs right and so we get out there and we did like one minute of summer girls right crowd went crazy and then we were off the stage and i was like wow that was a really cruel joke you know what i mean it was like you, you felt it for one minute and then it was gone wow. again and so but two days later i got a phone call from a booking agent who was at that show and he he was the booking agent for o-town he's like hey man i was at the show i was like would you guys consider playing some more shows and, you know, at the time, it's like, well, we had never thought about going out there without Rich, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I prayed so hard about that decision to try to figure out if it was the right thing to do. And we uh, we decided we were going to do that. And so we we brought we brought Rich's kicks out with us and we hung them on a mic stand at every show in the middle of the stage, you know? And we, and we, we paid tribute to him. You know, we sung a song that he wrote after he was diagnosed and... We talked about them and a lot of tears and it was awesome. And so, wow. you know, we just, we, we started making plans for, for the next round. We actually had a bunch of shows booked and, and about a month after the tour, Devin, who was the fittest guy you'll ever meet. I mean, the guy had no stress, ate good, worked out, was just ripped. You know what I mean? He started feeling pain, goes to the hospital. He's got a tumor in the size of a football in his abdomen. Oh my gosh. And so... Uh, it turned out to be uh, adrenal cancer, which is like a little gland on top of your kidney. And it totally engulfed his kidney. It was humongous. And it, it was cancerous. And, I, you know, in my mind, all right, well, LFO, that's, that's it. I mean, you know, it was hard enough to do without Ridge, but like to do it without Devin, it was like we had such a beautiful chemistry for mm -hmm. your we best yeah. friends and, and, and playing shows together for 20 years. It was like, and so then, my trusty agent calls and he's like, Hey man, I have an idea. Like, oh boy. He's like, uh, you know, we got this pop 2000 tour going on and, um, Lancerman sync usually hosts it, but he's not available for these three dates. I thought maybe you can come out, you could host it. And then during O-Town set, you guys could do a little medley of LFO songs. And I was like, all right, let me, uh, you know, let me think about that. You know what I mean? And so, you know, I, again, I, try to pray about it, discern it. And for me, it's like, 
when I'm making a big decision, I try to examine my heart and my intentions, right? Mm. My intentions were pure and my heart was very, very clear. It was like, it was, I'm only, I'm only doing it for the opportunity to honor the boys, to bring people back to a, a simpler time, right? And, and obviously it's an opportunity to earn some, some money as well. And so, um, and so I started doing it and now I have Devin's Sheltel Adidas nice. with me as well. You literally have me crying right now. What's happening? I'm sorry. I, I didn't expect it to go there, but. You know what? That's life, right? Like you don't expect certain things in life and like, it's so beautiful and it's so amazing that you have all these incredible memories with your best friends and you're so blessed and it's so special. And I just like, I'm, I, yeah, I'm very sorry for your loss for both of those amazing people. And I, I yeah. appreciate that. And I, and I, you know, I, I take great pride in the fact that, that I have a chance to uh, help keep their memory alive and help people know that, you know, Rich Cronin was, and I, I, I'm not, I'm not saying this cause he was my boy. He was one of the greatest rappers that ever lived. And you don't really get to see that in LFO. But if you gave him a microphone and a beat, I, mm -hmm. I would put him up against Eminem or Biggie. Not that he would beat them, but he could hold his own against either one of those guys. He was amazing. That's so cool. As a songwriter, you already know what he could do with Summer Girls and, and Girl on TV, right? Yeah. But then Devin, he had the most beautiful voice. I mean... He really did. I listen to him more now than I than I ever have, and I'm going, yeah. what, an, what an absolutely beautiful voice, you know? And, and a lot of people, you know, like the Old Town's, I couldn't pick a better group of guys to do those shows with because they have great a great affection for Rich and 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 Devin. They were so close with Rich. Rich's brother managed them at one time. Oh wow. And um and Rich wrote songs with them and gave him advice. And then Devin they just admired so much because of his his crazy vocal talents, you know? And so when I play a show with those guys, they they feel like you know, we there's times where we can't look at each other on stage because we'll 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 break down. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. they loved those boys like mm -hmm. I loved those boys. You know, and so little by little, I'm like, okay, if this is if this is what I'm being called to do, then 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 I'll do it. And and a beautiful thing happened in Orlando. We played at SeaWorld a couple months ago, and Rich's brother came with his son, who's named Richie after Rich, who, who never met Amazing. his uncle Rich. And and his daughter and his wife, and then Devin's uh, fiance and their six children came, and and that was like an extraordinarily emotional show. And I, I barely made it off the stage before I lost it. But his brother Rich sent me a beautiful text afterwards, and he said, he said it's up to you now, man. You got You got to keep the legacy alive, you know. And so I'll never pretend like I can do it all by myself. Because I I can't and I don't, I don't want to you know what I mean I want to tell the yeah. story and I love the opportunity I'm so thankful that I was left with these extraordinary songs It's not hard to keep the legacy of some beautiful songs alive you know what I mean So they left That's me so they left amazing. me with such beautiful things to to work on beautiful people and beautiful songs So I feel really I feel really blessed to have that opportunity and um, I don't I don't it's like an unfortunate honor you know mm. I, I don't want it. I, I would much rather, I'd much rather they be here with me, right? But, of course. But, you know, I, I'm I'm just very thankful for for the opportunity, and, and you know what, the love from the people, the fans, you guys. You know what I mean, it's like, 
gosh, you know, you don't, you sometimes you forget the impact you might've had on somebody's life because it's been so long and life happens. I mean, just think about all the stuff we've been through in the last 15 or 20 years. Right. I mean, it's like, yeah. and, and to, to see that people really feel strongly about us or, or they, the songs remind them of a easier time, a simpler time. It's just a beautiful thing to be able to go out there and, and, and meet the fans and, like I said, it's different now. They're just like, "Hey, how are you? It's good to meet you." You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's not like it was, but it's still, it's still really, really beautiful. You know. Thank you, by the way, so much for sharing all of that. Like that is so amazing and so special, and you are so blessed. And you, you know, it's it's really cool that you get to continue, you know, with all of these amazing memories and still have your. You still get to uh, carry the legacy. You know, you just, you carry it and they're still with you, you yeah, know? I feel it. I definitely feel it. I mean, of course. Uh, I really feel their presence and, yeah. and I, you know, when Devin died, I started, I started seeing things interestingly different, but I started seeing things like he really? saw things because Devin, he's, I, I really believe that he saw things that we couldn't see colors and, and when he would take a walk in the woods, he wouldn't just look on the trail. He'd look way, way deep. If you went on a ride at Disney with him, you know where they snap those pictures in the middle of the rides and we're all going, yeah. he's like this. <laughs> Every single time. Just stone. <laughs> just, he, just, he just saw things differently. He was, he was such an interesting character. I mean, like he would, he would punch trees to get his knuckles hard. You know what I mean? Like he just, you know, he just was such an interesting and intellectual musical genius, you know? And so, Ever since he passed, I started seeing things a little bit different, like almost like he could see it, you know, and, and uh, I definitely feel their presence. Listen, for all this to come together, you know, it takes more than just um, the workings of man to to make some of the stuff that we've been doing happen. So I definitely feel like I definitely feel their presence. And um, and yeah. yeah, it's just, you know, it's like it's tough every 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 show you play, it's like you're re you're reliving it again and again and again and again and again. But uh, I'll take it. You know, I mean, I, I I feel great honor, and I think it's important to to keep their memory alive. You know, it, it's that. it's so important, and you're doing it. And like, no joke. Even before we had you on, like Ariel's been playing your guys' songs in a mix of her boy band mix every <laughs> single day. It's not even a boy it's, band mix. It's like. It's, it's in my I hear yeah I'm hearing girl I'm definitely hearing girl on TV every single day so you know I still love the song has it hasn't 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 done anything to me yet but like I'm just saying like you you are it's so cool that you are carrying that on and you have the guys still with you not physically but in spirit they're here with you and their fans will forever remember like like LFO as in general will never go away it'll mm -hmm. forever be here even if we you know even when you're gone one day down the line, it will still live on, which is so insanely awesome. Isn't that so freaking cool? And the people that are that's a real legacy. The people that are shaking your hands right now and acting like all adult or whatever, they're freaking out inside. Let's be real, because that does not go away. The feeling that you have given people growing yeah. up is will never, ever, ever go away. I don't care if like. When I see that Craig David follows me, I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. But Craig David has done so many things for me. I'm like so starstruck by him. And he's like, oh, you have a lot of followers. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like you are like the, you know what I mean? You guys and like people 
that I grew up loving, I'll never forget the way those people made me feel and the way, I don't know, it just takes you back to like such a, like you said, a simpler time, just like a, a beautiful time. Yeah, before, yeah. You know, most most of us had much sort of less stressful lives. Now, listen, responsibilities are good. My, my, I have a friend named Chris Stefanik who's a big uh, speaker in like the, you know, like a, in the church world. And he says that most of the stress we feel, we're just managing our blessings, right? Look at all these damn toys on the floor. Well, at least your kids have toys and you have a floor to come home to. You know what I mean? Or why are there so many dishes in the sink? Well, you have a sink and you have dishes yeah. and you have food. Like, so, yeah. a lot, you know, a lot of times we are just managing our blessings. We're also going through crazy stuff too, right? We, we lose people, we get sick, we lose our jobs. So that's all serious stuff. So I, I think we all need an opportunity to take a break from, from that and just have a little bit of fun, a little bit of enjoyment. And so I feel like these, uh, these dates where we get to go out and play shows, it gives everybody, even us, a, a little break from, from uh, you know, the current situation, you know? Well, yeah. we, you better believe we'll be at one of them. Oh my gosh. We got to go. We were supposed to play um, Vegas in June 20th, but it just got postponed to yeah. September 18th. See you there. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, we will absolutely catch one of the shows. That'd be yeah. really, really fun. We'll come watch as fans. We'll come say hi. Like that'd be, we, we would love that. You know, it's so crazy. When, when I start talk, when we first started talking, I was, I was like, you know, I don't know you. I, I don't, we don't know each other, but we know of each other. Right. And so it's, but now getting to hear you and getting to really talk to you and hear what you, what you're all about and how you think is really so cool. And I'm so happy because I just, I feel like we think similarly when you say you're blessed and when you say that you you're seeing things differently after you know, the passing of your best friend and you're kind of like taking everything differently now. I like so can appreciate that. And I, it's so awesome to get to know you as a person. I, I, I don't, I don't know you, you know, but knowing you now, I feel like I'm so happy to hopefully get to know you better from here on out. I'm just, I feel so lucky to even meet you right now in general because I'm a fan, but now as just a human being, I think you're amazing. Thank you. I think you guys are awesome too. I, I really, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that, that the, the wifey uh, told me about the, the boy band uh, question and, and, and exposed me to Beyonce wind every single night. Well, you know, <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. Ashley is my girl. That is your wife. How long have you guys been together? Uh, we will be been married eight years. Oh my gosh. Eight years and five, you said five kids. Yeah. Eight years, five kids, man. Family man. Woo! We got we got to get going. I know. We're we're almost, we're, we're behind. We're almost uh, 3 years together. Yeah. And uh we just got engaged. You guys so. uh you guys have a busy public life and uh you know I, I I saw some of the pictures and what you're doing now is exhausting. Going to the premieres and getting your picture taken. That stuff is people don't realize I'm not, I'm not saying it to be like a prima donna. That stuff is exhausting. Having to be it's a full time job. Yeah, having to be on for like you know hours at a time. I don't. I don't. I don't envy those. Uh, no, you're right because you're not hiding behind a computer. If you're if, if no matter what mood you're in, you can be sad or bummed or like anxious, and you have to put on that face because you're playing a part. And like when Ariel does Love Island, and we're shooting that, she's 
shooting and hair and makeup and press while she's getting her hair and makeup done and then doing the actual show and like memorizing lines and new lines. And it's like she has to constantly be there and be present. And, you know, like I, you know, I mean, that that's that's awesome. Yeah, that, that, okay. that, that's a skill. Thank you. It's not I, what I don't want people to think is like that, that we don't recognize how difficult regular jobs are because we, we know they're difficult. We've all had regular jobs. And so we're not, we're not, I don't compare that struggle to somebody who mows lawns all day long or, you know, works at a coal mine or is on their feet working at Walmart every, every single day. But it is hard what you, what you're doing. It's not, it's not, uh, it's not glamorous. It's not easy. It's taxing. And also, you know, when, when you're in the public, and everybody decide when you when you're behind a computer screen you can say anything you want right and so face to face people might not say something but you know when people tweet you or send you instagram messages and they could be very hateful you know and that's that's hard too you know so you know the life you guys are living now is hard so it's it's probably better that you're you're not trying to have uh five kids in the next five years while you're uh you know while you guys are so focused on your careers and you guys have developed this this really great platform now. I mean, you, thank you. you know, and so, you know, with that comes with, I think really comes a great responsibility. And that's not something that I really realized at my, when, you know, when we had our biggest platform, you know what I mean? It's like, wow, I really could have made a difference. I could have done something and it could be very simple. You know what I mean? But I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not, I'm not advocating being like an activist. I'm just saying, I could have said something to bring more peace to somebody's life. Wow. Or, yes. You know, you guys have that opportunity and, and I'm sure you do, you know, to bring I, a lot of yeah. joy to people's life, which which is is important. You know I, I mean? will say we know how blessed we are to have a platform and our our entire goal in life, and we talk about it all the time, is to make people happy. We want to make people that are having bad days smile. And that's why we don't care. We we have fun. We're super lighthearted. And we literally can't wait to put out more content or videos or whatever to just make people smile. Like there's there's no greater joy in that. I like that. And I, that answers my question because I was I was talking to my wife over the last couple of days and I was like, I wonder what's their master plan. You're like, what what's the master plan? And that's that's perfect. Well, we want to yeah. just continue to try to make people smile, and that's yeah. that's good because we all need entertainment. You know, it's in in this especially today where you're being bombarded with all these different influences and it's it's such a sh stressful, tense uh, experience. It's like, you know what? You you just need a little time at the end of the day to 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 get a good laugh in. And when when you when you turn into Jim Carrey and you contort your face into all sorts of weird places, it's like that's funny stuff. You're, you're like you you should have been on. You remember that? You ever hear the show In Living Color? Oh, are you, oh yeah, pork and beans. Literally, like <laughs> Jim Carrey on In Living Color is m probably my favorite thing ever <laughs> I, I introduced ashley to in living color tonight to show her the character that he plays when he's doing the uh workout yeah the chick with the pigtails <laughs> was that pretty much you that's honestly me <laughs> <laughs> or the fire marshal bill right you know what i mean oh let me show you something oh yeah there it is <laughs> You guys should do oh, yeah. it in the Living Color skit where you just do all of his characters. That would be hilarious for your Instagram. Oh my god! If you just yes. did all Jim Carrey characters, because you remind me of of Jim Carrey. And then I I look at you and I'm like, Matt has got his hands full, boy. Holy cow, <laughs> he has got his hands full. <laughs> I, am, I really do. I can't. I believe do that have my hands full. I'm getting a Jim Carrey compliment 
I know. I, I did you know? Did you know you? how much she loves Jim Carrey? I don't know if you knew that. She looks up to him. She wants to be him. So like that's a huge compliment. <laughs> thank oh, you. Yeah. Thank you. I, I made such a fool of myself. I, I saw him one time at a mm. at a restaurant, and I I just he was like two tables over, and I walked over. I go, you're one funny mother effer, and that was it. And he goes, wait, what? <laughs> did, did he say anything? No, he didn't say he anything. Sm- did he, he smile and nod? Just like that. Uh, I don't know, but yeah, he's he's a genius too. I mean, have you ever watched that that documentary about when he played the uh, character for the uh, Andy Kaufman? Yeah, Andy Kaufman, and he never came out of character. Yes, the, yeah, like the insane. Man on the Moon stuff. That, that is amazing. I mean, what a what a life to live where you just like I am now Andy. You will call me Andy Kaufman. He, people will be like, "Hey, Jim," and he's like. Jim, who's Jim? And he would do that whole thing because he was playing. Oh my, that is everywhere he went, everywhere. Every, he went. Yeah, that is so crazy. It was. So, I mean, he's he's amazing. So yes, you you. I tell my I tell Ashley, it's like she she reminds me of Jim Carrey because you could do some weird stuff with your your your. <laughs> you're like you just you're like a pretzel or something. It's, it's one of the reasons why I, I could never like get you know uh, plastic surgery because I wouldn't be able to do my career. Or have a career because my whole career is moving my face in disgusting ways. I actually met Jim Carrey, or no, sorry, did not meet Jim Carrey. I have a similar situation. I embarrassed myself. I was at a restaurant. Matt and I got, we get there. He was sitting right next to the hostess stand. And I look over and then I just look at Matt. And this is like recently, this is like a year ago. And he's, it's Jim Carrey with a full beard. He doesn't even look like himself. He just, looks like a guy you know and but I knew right away I was like that is Jim Carrey oh my gosh so I I immediately look at Matt and I just go I'll be right back and I I couldn't contain myself I like ran to the bathroom and I was standing next to the bathroom like what do I do do I do I say hello like this guy is my he he's the reason why I do what I do he's the reason why I'm in LA being an actress and so I I'm like so 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 starstruck and I'm like wow okay so then Matt comes to the bathroom and he goes, what, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, Jim Carrey is sitting like right by the door. And I just like, got, I had like a, like a weird feeling, like I almost pooped my pants. And so he's like, it's fine. He's like, where do you want to sit? And so I'm like, well, we can't sit next to him. I'll freak out. So we sit like kind of far away, but like I'm staring straight at him the entire time. And when we leave, we leave and we walk past him again. And when we get outside, Matt goes, did you smile at him? Like just anything, you know, he's like, did you smile? And I go, no. And what I did was I did what people do to me when they sometimes when they see me and they and I I can tell they want to say hi. They just look at the floor and they almost look like they're mad. They're not even smiling. They don't even give me like an acknowledgement. But I know that they follow me or something. I feel it. And it's this weird feeling. And I did what people do to me. And I go, oh, my God. I did the thing where I acted like I didn't give a shit, but I gave way too many shits. Right. So Matt goes, I was like, I'll never let my, I will never forget this day. I was like, I have to go back. And like, so Matt goes, okay, we're going to go pretend like we're getting the check. Like we're going to go pretend like we're getting the receipt. So we go back in and we get, we get the receipt off the table. Like who cares about this freaking receipt? But I would never let myself live it down if I didn't just smile at least. So we go in, we do the same thing. We walk out and I smile at him 
And he gives me the biggest Jim Carrey smile you've ever seen. Oh, those dimples. And it was honestly, I don't even care if I even talk to him. It doesn't even matter. I, I, I would have been so sad if my only interaction was he looked at me and I didn't even smile at him. Like mm-hmm. I had to redeem myself. And so we, we walk out and he, and I just go like this, like, you know, whatever. And I leave like so dumb. And then he smiles at me the biggest, like all teeth. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, that was, that was perfect. And I'll never forget it. And I'm so happy. I went back and just actually was myself because being fake is not me. I am not I, I, I'm always myself, but he scared me. You were so nervous. <laughs> I was so nervous. You were too nervous. Anyways, that's I'm cool. sweating right now talking about it. But um, yeah, he, it was, that's my Jim Carrey story. And uh, I don't know. I don't care about that whole, like, you can never meet your idols. Like, I can't wait to meet him. Yeah, that, that'll happen one day. <laughs> I want to be best that, friends with That him. will happen one day. <laughs> well, yeah, that would be fun. It'd be fun for you guys to do a, something together. <laughs> I want to, like, play his daughter, girlfriend, wife, whatever. I don't care. Can you imagine me playing his wife? There's a big difference between those, those, though. Yeah, 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 big difference. <laughs> I think he'd be a good daughter. Okay, thank you. Yeah, he's got the gray beard now, you know. Yeah, well, me too. Probably daughter. I think that's probably most appropriate, right? Uh, <laughs> I'll well, take anything. Dude, you, this was so fun. It was so fun to talk to you as a fan and now a friend. Thanks for opening up about everything. That was, I mean, this was a, such a fun podcast. And I'm so happy that you and so excited that you get to carry on this legacy of LFO. And we are honored to talk to you. So um, we'll see you at a show. Oh, my gosh. Because we're coming. Yeah, whenever I'm, I got something close to you guys, I'll let you know. And then if you guys ever have plans to come to Florida. Done deal. I would love that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And Ashley, thank you so much for being a, a riled up listener and making this whole thing happen because if it weren't for you i wouldn't have my dreams come true let's be real <laughs> she's she's a great producer <laughs> ashley you want to be my producer <laughs> yeah she she probably would yeah. she's she really yeah tell her tell her i told brad you were going to be my forced best friend yeah we're gonna we're gonna force it where can people find you our our instagram is the real lfo mm-hmm. and mine is uh just Brad Fischetti. Perfect. LFO.me. But if people are like, oh shoot, I forgot about those guys, check us out. You know what I mean for sure. But um but mostly I just want to have fun chatting with you guys. I don't I'm not I don't have anything to sell today. I just but I will send you guys some merch. So Matt, send me a send me an address and um sizes for uh, hoodies, t shirts. Yes, please, please, yes, please, yes, please, yes. please. The Excited. face mask is one size fit all, which would be fine for you, Ariel, because I think you can fit <laughs> any size face mask. You can make your face work for any size. So. <laughs> just a Perfect. little one. Perfect. <laughs> I'll just get a little face mask. <laughs> Dude, um, I'm so excited. I can't wait to rock your merch. And yeah, let's talk soon. All right, cool. Thank you, dude. All right, guys. Take Bye. care. Bye.